everybody. Do you have a hard time sleeping? Today, we're gonna talk about simple and practical tools to help you sleep peacefully and wake up feeling refreshed. I'm Kelly Dowell, and with me today is Dr. Rosina Lakani. Hi, Dr. Rosina. Hi. She is an MD psychiatrist at Shifa Health the a clinical professor at the University of Washington and an author of the best-selling book, Stress to Joy. You're watching episode 13 of Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina, a weekly live show where we strive to bring you practical tools for a happy and healthy life. So today we'd like to talk about how to relieve some of our, our struggles with sleeping. And I'd like to remind you that this is a live show so in this program, feel free to leave your comments now, or you can leave them later and we'll try our best to respond to your queries. I'd like to also remind you that this program is for educational purposes and it's not meant to be treatment. So if you feel you need treatment, please contact your healthcare provider. Also, you, you can text JOYFUL to 38470 for the resources in this program. Tell us what we're talking about today. Well, a lot of people struggle with sleep issues and especially in this stressful time like ours right now, the sleep problem has really increased. And so we are going to talk about why it is so important that we give attention to our sleep, what is the science behind it and how we can improve sleep so we can sleep peacefully and restfully and naturally without medication or treatment as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Great. So recently I read your blog and it was how to get better sleep without sleep aids. And in that you helped Salima to sleep better. And then there was another gal that I read about in your book, Stress to Joy, and her name was Natasha. You offered, she was having trouble sleeping and you offered the thought bubble, floating thought bubble technique. So I noticed that you use stories a lot and I was wondering if there's a reason that you do that. Yes, people remember things with stories. Does it help you when you hear a story? Absolutely. It helps me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Therefore, I lose, use a lot of stories of my patients, my friends, my own life to bring the point. So my, our goal is to make things, these complex concepts, more practical and simpler. And so that's why we use so many stories. Okay, great. So then, you know, I wanted to try something today and I was wondering if you'd be open to doing an experiment with me. I was thinking that we could do a role play and I could play maybe the character Natasha having sleep issues and maybe you can help me with that. That'd be great. Yeah, I think it was going to help a lot of people. Okay, great. So, hi, Dr. Rosina. Hi. <laughs> I'm Natasha. And when I don't get restful sleep, I feel tired and irritable. And I was wondering if I can get better sleep with sleep aids. With or without sleep aids? With, without, actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> we can see where my mind is right now. <laughs> yeah, people automatically jump to, to getting the sleep aids over the counter or medication. They feel like, you know, that's only solution for sleep, but there are many other solutions other than sleep. They should be tried before the sleep. So yes, there are many techniques that can help you sleep better, unless you have some kind of sleep disorder. In that case, you may need treatment. So sure. And that's what we are going to talk about today. 
Right. So I work and I attend school. I help out in the community. I don't sleep a lot, but I'm also afraid that I'll miss out on my relationships or I'll miss work if I don't sleep. And so it causes a lot of worry for me. Why is sleep important? Why do I need it? Well, sleep is our biological need, like because it is it is necessary for our brain to function. It is necessary for our body to function. It's just kind of part of our sleep-wake cycle. You may have heard the word circadian rhythm. So there are two systems in the body that regulates our sleep. So one is called circadian rhythm. It is based on the biological clock that we have inside that tells us this is the time to sleep, this is the time to wake up. And it basically is responding to the light cues. So when the light is more, then your body wakes up. When the light goes down, the body is kind of feels sleepy. And it's regulating it with the production of melatonin. So melatonin is a brain chemical that is released from the pineal gland in your brain. And so when the light is going down, the uh, production of melatonin goes up. And when it hits certain level in the brain, then it starts shutting off. So like, you know, you're, as if you're shutting off the light switches and gradually, like, you know, as most of the light switches are off, then there's dark. So then you, you go to sleep. And then as, as it starts noticing light, it decreases the body's melatonin production. And so then your brain starts waking up. So circadian rhythm manages our sleep-wake cycle and a law, a light plays a major role in this cycle and therefore it is really hard for sometimes for blind people to regulate the sleep because they don't get this light stimulation or cues. One of the major problems our society at this point in time going on is because of the use of artificial light because we work till late and we use these artificial light to create this day-like environment and so the brain gets confused what to do and there's a lot of stimulation from tv and screens and phones and and so therefore brain gets disturbed and therefore our sleep problems are increasing so much nowadays mm -hmm. yeah and now you know i'm noticing i feel stressed because i don't sleep well many nights well so does it help you no <laughs> so stress and sleep are very much related in terms of if you don't sleep well, your stress level would go up. And if your stress level is high, your sleep is going to get affected. So you want to address both of the issues. And we are going to talk a little bit later in terms of a specific step. But the point is that, you know, how, how we talk about all the time, the circle of power or circle of influence, the many things that are you are concerned about, but many of those things are not in your control. There's a smaller part of that circle that is under your influence. Focus on what you can do and you would become, you'd be able to influence your life much more than focusing on things that you can't do. But let me, before we go into those steps, let me finish my previous thought. I was talking about the circadian rhythm. There's another body system called sleep drive that also makes our body fall asleep. Our body craves sleep similar to food. So like we need food to satisfy our hunger. Similarly, we need sleep. And so the only difference between the body's need for sleep and hunger, not only difference, but one of the major difference is that if body cannot force you to eat, you know, it can give you the signal that you're hungry to eat, but it cannot force you to eat. Whereas if you don't sleep, the body, when it reaches a certain point, it can force you to sleep. So you may fall asleep while doing something 
or driving, and that can lead to a lot of accidents. And so it's very important to give attention to it. So throughout the day, it's like a debt, sleep debt is building up. So all a number of hours that you're awake, your sleep deficit is going up, 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 and it keeps on increasing your desire or pressure to fall asleep. So when you sleep at night, that debt is paid off and then you're back to good balance. But if you don't sleep for day after day after day, then that debt keeps on that balance, the negative balance keep on increasing and can lead to sleep deprivation problems. And sometimes people can have like, you know, micro sleep episodes or they just fall asleep without awareness. And when the brain is deprived of sleep, its functioning gets affected. So your brain is supposed to adapt to situation, right? It's, it's uh, adaptab adaptability, that plasticity that gives it resilience that gets affected. So you can't process things like, you know, you learn, you try to learn new things and you cannot learn new things or just simple things like, you know, if you're driving and you see somebody stepping on the road, you know, if your brain doesn't process in time and doesn't push the brake in time, then that can cause problem. It has difficulty remembering things because it is not functioning at the best. Sleep deprivation also affects your body. You can have depression, you can have seizures, your blood pressure can go up, you can have migraine headaches. It can affect your metabolism. So your diabetes level can be affected. Your weight would be affected. So one cause for weight problem is sleep deprivation. So there are many different problems that could happen if if we if we have the sleep deprivation but there are also benefits of sleep so if you are able to get good night's sleep and restful sleep you'll work more efficiently mm -hmm. you'll feel more energetic you'll be able to solve problems because your brain will be able to do more problem solving your relationships would increase because then you would be more tolerant of your family or your team members. And so overall, like you were saying, you're worried about if, if you sleep too much, then your work or your relationships are going to get affected. Actually, it can be reversed and you would be able to perform better at work and maintain better relationships too. So the question comes up many times, how much sleep do you need? Do you ever wonder that? I, I often do, and sometimes I hear different things. So can you tell us how much sleep we, we do need? Well, everybody needs different amount of sleep. It's like salt, you know? So, so if, if you put too much salt in food, it would become bitter. And if you have too little, then it would feel bland. So there's this right amount of salt that is needed for each dish, right? Similarly, everybody's DNA requires, is kind of, it's ingrained in our body, how much sleep we need. It also depends on our activity level or our age level. So based on whatever your circumstances is, you have a certain amount needed for your body and mind functioning. So you cannot force yourself to sleep more or sleep less, you can train your body to be alert at the time when you're not sleeping and just staying in bed and utilize that time. But you, you cannot force yourself to sleep too much or too little. Uh, even sleep, sleeping too much can cause problems like hypersomnias. So generally average is eight hours plus minus two. Some people need six hours, some people need 10 hours. So between six and 10, so average is eight. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So then I find that I have a very active mind and a lot of mind chatter. What, Most other people have that. Yes, I, I think it's pretty common. Yeah. 
So what can I do about that? Well, there are many things that you can do. There are certain things you can do during the day, certain things you can do just before going to sleep, and certain things you can do in the middle of the night if you're not able to sleep. So let's take one thing at a time. So during the day, you can watch for three things. The activities that you are doing, the exercise that you're doing, and the food that you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. So you know, whatever you do during the day is going to affect your sleep at night. So if you are really engaged in stimulating activities, it is important to calm your mind and your body down frequently. And therefore, remember in the last few programs back when we did the mindfulness for stress management, we talked about how it is important to do these one minute relaxation exercises throughout the day. So if you're getting stimulated either to mentally or physically, you can calm your body down frequently so that you are able to calm yourself better before sleep and all these programs that we are doing through happy and healthy mind we have been talking about different things that can help you calm calm yourself throughout the day then second and some people have question about naps and so if you take naps during the day as i was saying that you know the body's sleep need keeps on increasing but if you take the nap in the middle of the day then it can mess up your sleep cycle but if your body is in a routine and it is used to sleeping short nap before four o'clock in the evening then some people get benefit from those naps too so again it has to be adopted to each individual but doing meditation doing mindfulness exercises doing other relaxation exercises through the day really helps The second thing is exercise. So many people, if they are not moving much, then their body is not going to get tired, especially right now we are going through these stay home and we are watching TV a lot. So if you are spending six, eight, 10 hours in front of TV and not doing the movement, your body is not going to be able to sleep properly at night. So it's necessary to have movement throughout the day, taking the breaks, even if you are watching the TV, take the break in between and do the movement. It is recommended to do at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise every day. And that promotes, that is proven to improve your sleep. And the third thing is the food. Whatever you're putting in your body does affect your sleep. So there are many foods that are going to make you awake or help you fall asleep. So if you are eating too much chocolate or too much caffeine containing food, then you are you're going to be too alert. Or if you're kind of eating food that is kind of tyramine containing, that is soothing, that would allow you to be able to fall asleep better. So watch your activities, your exercise and your food. Okay. So recently I was talking to one of my girlfriends and I've kind of gotten in this habit and she recommended this to have a glass of wine before bed. But I, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a lot of people think that alcohol can help them sleep. And because of their experience, they may feel like, you know, they drink alcohol and it numbs them. And so if they're numb, numb, they're able to kind of calm their brain down and fall asleep. On the other hand, what actually alcohol is doing medically is disturbing your sleep architecture. So even one glass of wine messes up your sleep architecture. And so it's actually not recommended to improve your sleep. It actually messes up your sleep. Okay. There are other things that you can do to help you calm down enough without those negative effects. Okay. So then another thing that I've heard is what about the use of herbal teas or melatonin? 
and that's what I was talking about. There are other things that you can do to help calm down your brain without the side effects that alcohol brings. So a lot of herbal teas are known to calm your mind and body down to help you fall asleep, whether it be green tea or valerian root tree and tea and many other that are coming up. And melatonin, like we were talking about earlier, melatonin is a natural brain chemical that is released in the brain that helps you fall asleep easier. So many times when the somebody's melatonin production is disturbed or, you know, shift workers or, you know, you're having the uh, jet lag, we give the melatonin to enhance the body's melatonin and help a person fall asleep. The only thing to watch for with melatonin is that you want to take it at least 90 minutes before falling asleep. So if your sleep time is 10 o'clock, you want to take it at 8.30 with an alarm so that by the time it's a sleep time, the blood levels have gone up enough that you are able to fall asleep. Okay. I can do that, I think. And I appreciate the comment about 90 minutes before sleep because sometimes I'm not sure if it's always working so that that makes sense about giving it some time to kick in yeah some people and if you have forgotten and if you have to take it right before going to sleep just know that it may take longer to fall asleep you mm -hmm. can still take it if you have forgotten but the better way is to take it 90 minutes before falling asleep okay and then is there anything else that i should do right before sleep yeah, so now it's an hour before sleep. You can do several things to help your brain and your body prepare for sleep. And so first thing is to keep the regular hours because a lot of times people think, okay, well, it's a weekend, I can sleep late and then I can wake up late. And that disturbs the body's chronological, biological clock because it doesn't know what is happening. So the best way is to every day fall asleep around the same time and wake up around the same time. And it kind of really affects the shift worker when they're not able to do it. So then we have to use other ways of helping them structure their sleep. The second thing is limit stimulation because we are watching a lot of TV and then there is a lot of emotionally activating content going on, especially right now. There's so much going on in the world that affects us emotionally. So when we hear all those things right before you go to sleep, then our mind is going to just get worked up. And so you want to limit the stimulation at least an hour before going to sleep. Turn off your TV, turn off your computer, turn off your phone. Because many times you think, oh, okay, well, let's check the last email. Let's check this last message. And what happens is something, something emotionally activating shows up and then your mind starts going in that direction. Plus the light is affecting your brain. So it, it is kind of, your brain is getting confused. Is it time to sleep or is it time to wake because of that light stimulation? So limit stimulation. Then create your bedroom sanctuary. You know, your bedroom is a place for you to sleep. And our brains are brains of structure. So the environment create our desire. So create a little darker, cooler bedroom with maybe you can play my light music. Maybe you can use a weighted blanket to help you create that environment and then kind of maintain certain sleep rituals. So, you know, you can brush your teeth and you're drinking warm milk or you're changing or you do warm shower. What all these things do is, is telling your brain that you're, it's time to wind down. And so it prepares it to get better sleep. 
And then you can use calming techniques to help it calm down further. You can use meditation. A lot of people use prayers or yoga or light music. Some people can do art or coloring, um, even sex, although it is an activating activity. But after that, it comes this calming time. So then it helps people fall asleep. Right. So, uh, so you can use these calming techniques to help you get ready to get a peaceful sleep. Yes. Yes. So one thing I was wondering is what should I do if I have phone meetings in the evenings? And like we said, there are certain things that are in our control and certain things that are not. If it is in your control, change the time. <laughs> Choose the timing that works with your routine. But if it is not in your control, try to do some relaxing activities before and after so that you can fall asleep as close to your sleep time as possible. So then what should I do? Sometimes I'll be able to fall asleep during the night, but I can't stay asleep. Yeah, and a lot of people face that, and especially when we are stressed. Many times you're so tired that you fall asleep, but then your mind is, because your mind is active, you wake up too early, and then your mind is thinking like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and you don't know what to do. And so there are many, many things you can do. But first thing you want to do is take away the pressure to fall asleep. And, you know, you were saying that the, the, when your dog was sick and you were up in the middle of the night, did you worry about, did you worry about, oh, I'm going to be tired tomorrow and I'm not going to be able to do this or that. And you started getting more worried and worked up. Yeah. And, and I'm laughing, Dr. Rosina, because it's so true. Just for everybody listening, I was talking to Dr. Rosina and I was saying, gosh, what irony, right? But I was, and I, I didn't sleep. My dog was up at all hours of the night. And I was worried about it. So to your point, yes. Yeah, so when you're worried and you put so much pressure for you to fall asleep, mm -hmm. you get more awake. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the first thing is you want to take away the pressure to fall asleep. You cannot force yourself to sleep. You mm -hmm. can allow the sleep to come over you. Right, right. And so what you want to do is you want to do different things that would allow the sleep to come over you that would increase the chances of sleep to come but but don't try to force sleep and so what are those five things you can do first one we talked about meditation any kind of meditation whether you focus on your breathing and notice how your body is automatically breathing oxygen coming in and going out and just as soon as your mind goes to something else keep bringing attention to your breath really helps some people keep focusing on a word or a scene a vision and so keep fo keep focusing on one point one specific point like meditation is like a that glass magnifying glass that brings all the sun rays at one point you bringing all your brain attention to one point so anything that is meditation for you you can practice that and or you can listen to music there's a lot of music don't listen to that music that activates you but music that calms you that delta wave music and you can do muscle relaxation or or stretching so light stretching light yoga and muscle relaxation exercises that can help so meditation music muscle relaxation so 3m plus you can do reading so you can do boring self-help books 
<laughs> you can read my book. <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean my book is boring, but self-help books helps you kind of feel like you're utilizing the time. And you know, if you, you read too much, too much emotionally activating things, then you can get too much more awake and therefore you want to avoid that. But audiobooks are like you know, in your version of book that you can listen to audiobook without turning on the light and you can kind of listen in the dark and allows you to fall asleep and then writing. So I used to write in the middle of the night when my mind is going too much and I would plan like now once I would write it down and I would plan it out, then my mind would calm down and I would fall asleep. But many times I also had problem that it got too much activated. So I needed to find something. So a lot of people, if if writing helps you, then you can you can write. One of my patients, when she was doing the journaling in the middle of the night, she was getting more activated and she her sleep was more disturbed. So we discussed that let's not write anything that kind of increase your emotionality or makes your mind work up. Let's focus on positive writing. And so we just started, she just started writing gratitude journal and that helped her calm down enough and help you fall asleep. So you can also write. One thing that helped me, like you mentioned about the bubble, floating bubble meditation. And so there's a story behind how it started. Okay. So here I was, I was visiting another town. I was there for attending a three day full seminar. Right. And so that was the first time I was traveling, uh, leaving my daughter behind with my family. So my mind was really active and I was thinking, oh, my God, is my daughter going to be able to sleep or this was taken care of or this or that. And then as my mind was worked up, I was not able to sleep. But then I was worried about being tired the next day because my seminar was starting seven o'clock in the morning. And so I had to wake up early and I had to be there. And so it was making me more active. So after trying my, you know, the five basic things I told you, meditation, music, muscle relaxation, reading, writing, I was still awake. And so I needed to come up with something that would help me. So I knew about a meditation from a patient of mine um, that she would sit and imagine that she is sitting by a river where there is like, you know, the bubbles flowing. And so I decided to do that. So I set up and I'm a writer. So I had my diary on my side and I had the reading light on. And so I sat down and I imagined that I'm sitting by a river and the water is flowing. And you know how sometimes the leaves fall on the, on the water. And so you see those leaves float floating by. You don't try to catch them. You just observe them, right? So, and then sometimes there are water bubbles on, on top, but water comes on those leaves. And so I saw these, like, you know, the leaves flowing and the bubbles on top of it. And as it is flowing, I was just observing. So when one thought would come to my mind, I would put that one word in the bubble and I would let it go. And so I made, uh, today I was kind of trying to find, and I saw one, one of the diaries when, when I did this kind of exercise. And it's just, do you see that? I do. So I made these waves and then I made those bubbles on top and then I just wrote one word. And so, so as one thought would come, I would write that thought and then I would let it go. Mm. And then another thought would come, then I would just write one word and let it go. Mm. 
So instead of journaling the whole thing and analyzing everything and making the plans, I was just writing it down and kind of tricking my brain that it is written. I'm not going to forget. But then I was able to let go. So that's how the floating bubble meditation came because it was helping me so much. I put it even in the book. And so if you have the, the stress to joy book, you can get it on page 170. Okay. Where, you know, I give the examples and how to do it or from the book resource center. So, so if you are up and you've tried all the five techniques and you're still up, you can use this floating bubble meditation. And I think it has helped a lot of my patients and friends who have this active mind. And so, and again, if you are still awake after trying all these five techniques, then just repeat them again. Okay. Because many times you would fall asleep and there would be times that you may not be able to sleep. And again, as I said, you can't force yourself to sleep, but you can create the environment to allow the sleep come over you. So just focus on providing your mind and your body rest, the best possible rest. So by giving these calming techniques, you are giving your mind and body the best rest possible. Right. So then if I use those calming techniques and they help, I would imagine... But let's say I end up still getting to bed a little bit later, right? Because it took me some time to get there. Um, should I still sleep in and get up late? No. <laughs> like a lot of people want to sleep late. I want to sleep late many times too. But it kind of confuses your body's biological clock. So whatever time you go to sleep, try to wake up the similar close to the usual time. So your body remains in that structure and then is able to sleep well the, the next night. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then do you think we should never take sleep medications? No, there are many sleep medications and in certain sleep disorders, you do need the medication. What I'm saying is that before you take the medication, try these techniques because they don't have any side effects they are in your control try all these techniques to improve your sleep as much as possible before you try the sleep medication and then maintain a sleep diary if you're having the difficulty sleeping maintain at least two weeks sleep diary and let me show show a sleep diary that is done by american american medicine sleep medicine do you see this one it has two weeks sleep diary so you can write the date a day of the week and if it was a working day or not and then you can write down this mark when you went to bed and then darken the hours that you were asleep and then leave it empty the hours that you were awake and so that kind of gives a two weeks idea of how your sleep pattern is you can enter a if you have drank any alcohol you can enter e if you have done any exercise and you can write m if you have done any taken any medication so when you have at least two weeks sample like this then you would be able to your doctor would be able to help you decide if you do need medication and it's not only medication you, you may need a cpap let's say if you have sleep sleep apnea you may need a cpap or if it is kind of your mind pattern that is causing the problem you may need a form of therapy called a cbt that is cognitive behavior therapy for insomnia so there are many sleep disorders like you know narcolepsy restless legs insomnia hypersomnia so you want to go through the assessment and treatment if necessary but before you do that and while you're getting the treatment continue to do these exercises 
-hmm. And so then what happens if we don't sleep? Like we talked about, you know, you may have the sleep deprivation problem. Your mind may not think straight. You would be at risk of getting into car accidents or risk of physical and mental illnesses. So it is necessary that you take steps. You don't have to pressure to fall asleep, but at the same time, you want to focus on improving the sleep as much as possible. So just to wrap up for everyone, I wanted to highlight that today we talked about why sleep is important, some misconceptions that people have about sleep, and proper sleep hygiene. I want to highlight that we're also going to end with Dr. Rosina's special, so you can look forward to that in just a moment. And if you find value in what you've heard today, please comment, like, or share. Also, you can text JOYFUL to 38470 and receive emails, recordings, and other resources from what you've heard from today's program. Our purpose is to reach 1 million people and spread health, happiness, and joy. So please join us in that. And another thing that I wanted to let you know is that next week, Dr. Peterson will be joining us. And Dr. Peterson created the Stress Mastery Questionnaire. And so we're gonna be talking about how to manage stress. So please join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time with, at Dr. Rosina L's page. And Dr. Rosina, can you please take us through your special? Sure. And I'm very excited about this special because it kind of falls right close to the sleep improvement because it is also one of the exercises that you can use to help you fall asleep easier. So it is called progressive muscle relaxation. And basically the uh, principle is that you relax each group of muscle at a time and you progress so that your whole body is calmed down. All right. And there are many different versions. So I'm going to walk you through one of the versions that I take my patients through. So why don't you follow with me? So before, before we start, let's just kind of feel the difference, how it feels when you contract or relax a muscle. So make your fist tight, 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 and let it go. You feel the difference in the muscles? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then again, now, now make it tight, 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 and let it go saying, relax. Relax. You feel the difference? I do. Yeah. So that's what we are going to do with each group of muscles, starting from our feet. So let's go ahead and focus on your feet and make them tight, tight, tight. If you're sitting, just kind of press against the floor and feel that tightness in the in your foot and let it go. Then bring attention to your calves and feel the tightness in your calf by pressing and feel the tightness, tight, 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 and then let it go. Relax and feel that relaxation now bring attention to your thighs and make them tight again tight 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 and let it go relax and feel that relaxation now bring attention to your hips and make them tight squeeze squeeze tight 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 and let it go and feel the difference between that relaxed feeling and tense feeling bring attention to your tummy and suck it in and make it tight 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 let, let it go and feel the relaxation. Bring attention to your chest and make it tight by pushing your, your arms behind you. And tight, 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 tight. And let it go. Now shrug your shoulders. Up, 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 tight, 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 tight. And let it go. Relax. And feel that relaxation. Now make your upper arms tight. 
by pushing against the armchair if you're sitting on the arm tight 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 and let it go and now make your lower arms tight maybe you can push against the chair tight 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 and let it go and then you make the wrist tight 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 and relax and then bring your lower jaw tight let it go and now upper jaw tight 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 and let it go now whole body tight tight as if you were a piece of log tight 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 and let it go feel all the tension going from your head from your body from your legs down in the earth how do you feel relaxed yes it's a wonderful exercise to do before going to sleep but it's also an exercise that helps decrease the perception of pain because when there is an injury and then there is a pain um not only the injury is causing the pain but the muscles around that they become really tight so when you train your body to relax the muscles your pain also decreases so this is a wonderful exercise that you can do any time of the day um and uh, especially at night to help you fall asleep and stay asleep so i wish you health and happiness i look forward to seeing you next saturday till then stay happy and healthy